I will say this, Greg. You are the guy in the chat that does get very emotional uh, while watching these games. You could just tell like that you're living and breathing with every single moment, which is great. That's what it should be as a sports fan. But in the chat, it's just palpable that you're that guy. Is that Greg, really Greg, how you take it? Go, what, Greg, Greg, yes. I'm on your side. I'm that guy, too. Thank there's, you. There's actually no shame at all. To actually care about the teams you root for. I mean, he's sitting there telling us Alex Caruso is the best player right that, now. That and was a stretch. He was. He and was, a stretch. He was. He was. In the first half, he was the leading he scorer. He was the leading scorer in the first half. Leading scorer doesn't mean you're the but, best. But player. not Stop. just leading scorer. His defensive plays, his energy. There was a stretch in which he clearly was the best Laker playing, like playing wise, not as a player, but playing wise. Greg is one hundred percent correct. He was like five for five in the first half. We needed every one of them dimes, plus those defenses. Listen, Greg, I know I gave you a lot of ish about a lot of things, and you deserve it, Thank but you. I would never, ever poo-poo you for being emotional about the teams you care about because that's what fan means. Yeah, it's true. Right. And also I said, just to be clear, it was leading scorer Alex Caruso is a problem. That, that was not, he's the best player on the floor. Oh, my God, Alex Caruso. I mean, I mean you saying close. he's the leading scorer is a problem, which basically means you're trashing everybody else. Well, everyone else was trash in the first half. Well, I mean, exactly. yeah, look, look at the numbers. I mean, between AD, LeBron, and Schroeder, all of them were, like, the worst in the first half, statistically speaking. Can I ask you guys all a question, though, about this group no. chat that we have? Wait, before we get to that, can we just admit Greg is that person, though? Like, yeah. he, def- he definitely, yeah. it, like, texts. I mean, even when we're not do- we're not watching games, like, you're texting. And, look, I like Sarah Lang. She's one of the best fa- baseball followers in Twi- on Twitter. But, I mean, you're constantly sending us stuff that it's just like, enough, I get it. Like, right. I get it. Statistics, I get that, it. That's exactly what I wanted to make sure we're all on the same page. There's yes. got to be some sort of etiquette. Yeah. about a group text. Is, is there not? There is. There's one rule in group text. One rule only. Do you know what that is? No, I'm, I can't wait to hear it. I'm going to tell you because Morales broke it right out the gate. You don't share publicly what's in the group text. Oh, Ooh, that's well, right, Morales. Well, on this show, there's transparency, so I don't know about that. Like, there's that part of the equation. So you're well, saying that everything that is said in this group chat is officially on the record. Well, it could be fodder. It could be fodder for – because, Elsie, you've worked with Chris for a long time. Like, let's be real here. How many times have you – now, granted, he He, he breaks the take, rules. He takes certain liberties <laughs> to not break certain rules. Gina! But, but he uh, – but, you know, we, he kind of lets you know that one's going in the open. Like, it's not yeah. like he doesn't announce he do, it. He does tell you that one's going in the open. That much is true. Yeah. But generally speaking, there's really only one rule to group text. And unfortunately for Senator Cruz's wife, she found out the hard way, which is you don't put out publicly what you exchange privately in your group text. I mean, there's pictures in the group text. There's phone numbers in the group text. There's exploits in the group text. Perhaps. Yes. Perhaps. No, definitively, if you're in my group text, there's yes. definitely exploits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got another one. Yeah. Well, Got another one. Yeah. Although I did love all the memes that I found on social media yesterday of LeBron with an eye patch, which I thought was fantastic based on oh, him hilarious. telling Rachel Nichols that That's, he might have to wear an eye patch. Since we're talking about stuff in a group text, <laughs> I still can't believe George Sedano, you thought that Draymond Green jumped straight up. No, no, that's not what I said. Go look back at what I wrote. That's I right. said exactly. his, hands, I'm with you, his hands were extended before LeBron took off. His that's hands were extended at his face. If he throws a punch. It wasn't a flagrant. Don't be – come on, man. Stop that. No, 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 no. A, I'm, not even, I'm, not, I'm not addressing the flagrant. That's I what I was addressing. I didn't address the flagrant. I addressed the statements that was made on air 
by the commentators by Jeff that Fangler? Draymond Green, I know actually it was multiple people who suggested the only one that had any sense was Mark Jackson, who was like, that dude did not jump straight up. That was not a straight up jump, hand extended straight up. No, he jumped straight up and had his his arms pointed directly towards LeBron James's face. Now, to your point, yeah, he may have done that before LeBron jumped, but that does not mean he jumped straight up. No, I was never. Well, I, if you go back and hold on, if you go, if we're gonna do the chat, if you go back in the chat, I never referenced going straight up. I just said he had his arms extended before LeBron took off, which is why I didn't think it was a flagrant, and it wasn't a. Flagrant. But I said the arms were straight up. I can't believe it, and that's what you responded with. Right, I said that, yeah, but it's, right, it's not a flagrant, yeah. Yeah, but I never said flagrant. I said I can't believe they said his arms were straight up. No. Um, Cap? Yeah, well, my, I mean, my listen, thing was about the arms uh, being fully extended. But I, well, let's be real here. Dramatic moment. It was, it was, yeah, there was, throw, a, and listen, throw. you got to sell that. You got to sell that, especially against Draymond. You have to sell that, I think. I don't have a well, problem that's with that. That's a, vet, that's a veteran that, move. That, in fact, Van Gundy said, and this is my point, Van Gundy said, and this is a quote, he is smart enough to make sure they know he is hurt. Of course. So right. while LeBron, of course. Right. So, so while LeBron is down and he's first he's holding his head, then he's holding his hip, then he's back to his eye, then it's <laughs> who knows, could it have been his ankle that buckled? I mean, I thought the ankle, Gundy well, Greg pointed out. out, Greg pointed out the ankle, and I thought the ankle took like, yeah, like a little, like, the, you know, jiggle there. Yeah. The ankle no, I, and the knee and the hip all looked like, wow, maybe that's what he's down on the ground about. That's what I thought but, initially, but Van too. Gundy's, yes. right, but Van Gundy's point, though, as a viewer, Van Gundy is telling you LeBron James is smart enough to make sure that everybody here knows he's hurt. That's why he's down on the ground for as long as he's down. Like, Because like, he owns a soccer team now. He's like a soccer player. He's like down on the ground acting it all out. But everybody got to know he's hurt. So that maybe, maybe it is flagrant, which well, it wasn't. I, I mean, but listen, still, I was never engaged in the flagrant conversation. My whole thing was Draymond didn't drum straight up. And every angle that I saw and every angle that's been captured shows yeah. him not jumping straight well, up. Well, you, you were fighting with Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> no one in the chat was disputing that. Well, it looked like you were. No, like, I, I, you want me to read it? I have it right here. So do I. And my it, whole it thing says, is. They said Draymond went straight up, and I said, no wind up. And I said, come on, the George, bleep. you can say, no, 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 say it, say it, say it with your chest. No, I can't say the bleep, you <laughs> okay, know what blank. I'm saying? All right, and then the he blank. said he did not go straight up, and I said his hands were extended prior to takeoff. It's the right call. That's what I was referring to. It had nothing to do with, the, with him going straight up. And I just kept talking about the straight up part. I didn't right, care. And I, right, that's what I'm saying. You were arguing with yourself. I, you were arguing with Jeff with, through me for some reason. Well, for some reason, you never said he didn't jump straight up. Okay, but I you didn't never say said he didn't jump straight up, so I assume you agreed with Jeff. No, I said no wind up in the hands. That's all I was talking about was the arms. Listen, all I know is this: mm. I have never, never, ever, ever seen those two guys play that poorly at the same time before. You say LeBron and AD. LeBron and AD. Yeah. And this idea in that first half, yeah, yeah. and the idea that. LeBron and AD needs help after that game is absolutely ridiculous. Because if it wasn't for the help, they would have been blown out last night. The help actually kept the Lakers in the game until our guys were able to get their act together in that second half. The help, Alex Caruso, the best player in the floor for a good seven minutes, came in and helped stabilize things. KCP hitting clutch threes, big threes that we needed, Help stabilize things. I was so proud of the supporting cast last night for keeping us in that game. 
because there are a whole bunch of teams in this league that if their two best players, including the Golden State Warriors, if their two best players start off that itty, it's a wrap. There is no second half. Well, wait, LZ, LZ, think about this, though. It, yes, AD was awful in the first half. So was LeBron. And just statistically speaking, AD 2 for 12, LeBron 1 for 7. But wait a second. How about this? Throw this into it. Schroeder, we talked about this yesterday. Who was your guy? Brutal. Who had to step up? Who had to have a game? Schroeder was 1 for 9 Brutal. in the first half. Brutal. 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 3 for 14 for the game. Yeah. One for six from three-point range. So yeah. we're saying LeBron and AD, but and by the Schroeder way, was made really brutal. dumb turnovers too. On top, of well, that, you, I couldn't figure out why they didn't know that Draymond Green could read their pick and roll. Yeah, I was like, he's got that, y'all. Yeah. And by, by, by the way, by the way, on the on the next play where Draymond after the LeBron thing. Draymond Green got called for an illegal screen that was really questionable. That was too. really not a screen. Uh, listen, that was that's not an illegal screen. His left, that his was left but by West Matthews. Minor jiggle. That his was left like, right. cheat at most. Minor jiggle. Great acting if you, job. If you feel like it was, if you feel like we may have done you bad wrong on the other call, which I didn't think so, and they didn't think so because of the review, we'll give you this one just so you don't cry about it. Basically, well, the truth of the matter is, is that they owed us at least four from the first quarter. All those fouls AD was getting trying to get to the bucket. They were physical. And listen, Draymond Green, and you alluded to this in much col more colorful language in the text <laughs> chat. Um, Draymond Green just absolutely was all over Anthony Davis in that first half. Like, I mean, mostly throughout most of the game, to be honest with you, but specifically in the first half, Draymond Green was just all in him. And, and what even did I late say in the, the game, chat? Late you the said game. some other stuff. I know, I want to see it. Late, late in the game, <laughs> there, I'll find the, it. The, the score was 93-all. There was 4.43 to go in the game, 93-93. And Draymond, like, threw a, a shoulder, at, at, and, and, like, and AD went tripping over him. I don't oh, yeah. know if you guys remember this exact yeah, yeah, moment. But, man, AD, can somebody talk to him about trying to stay off the floor, please? No, it's over. That cement's I mean, dry. I do. It's like and by, and by the like way, it's hurt. not really that bad of a thing to do. Because if you're an NBA player or any basketball player, and pickup guys know this as well, after you've had a couple of sprained ankles or lower extremity injuries, one thing you'd learn is that it's better to roll with the momentum than to try to resist it and causing extra strain on your tendons and soft tissues, which can end up with another sprain. So what AD is doing, and, and Andre Drummond kind of does it too, because he also has a history of lower body injuries, is that he rolls with that momentum as opposed to try to fight it. Because when you fight and you put extra torque on your lower body, you actually run the risk of actually spraining that ankle. It's actually better just to go ahead and fall down with it so you don't do that to yourself. Yeah, but here's the deal. Andre Drummond in certain matchups is not is not fit I, to be on the floor. I cannot believe, and that was when I went off on Greg a little bit. Where's that? The but he's sense? right. No, he's not right. He's not right in this sense. I, I mean, the, they, the, they the person a big the, run without him the, on the floor. The player that he decided to pinpoint our struggles on was not. Oh no, no, it wasn't LeBron's fault. No, it no, wasn't no, AD. No. He went straight for Andre Drummond. That's the reason why I was like, really, dude. No, really? I'm going after Drummond himself. I'm just saying you don't need Drummond on the floor anymore because AD needs to be the five. No, AD needed to hit some shots. If he had hit shots at the four, it would have been fine. He just needed to hit shots, and he hit shots in the second half. He didn't hit any shots in the first half, and 
I think I said something about along the lines of Draymond was punking him in front of national television or something like that. Like Draymond was in his was in his ish. He wasn't to the point in which Kevin Love just totally disappeared, but he was certainly frustrated in that first half um, mentally. And I was really sort of wondering if that was going to be AD for this whole game. Yeah, yeah. Because remember in the second quarter, you, yeah. there was a feeling, and this is before the end of the first half when Curry hits that three-pointer. Which to, was just, just amazing, by the right. way. But, but there's God a point dog. in the second quarter where they, they're, they're in Kerr's face and, and he's on the bench and he says, um, hey, look down there, guys. There, there's a lot of doubt down there, pointing at the Lakers oh, yeah. bench. At the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's right. They yeah. were doubting. For, right. I mean, listen, LeBron saved their ass. Let's be real here. No question about it. I mean, it's a monster shot late in the game. By the way, it was 100-100. He hits that shot at one minute to go. There's no scoring the, the rest of the way. Yeah. I mean, that, that, it wasn't like it was some last-second shot. It was last-second at the buzzer. Right. Uh, but it wasn't last-second of the game. That There was no scoring after. But when Kerr looks down to them and goes, there's a lot of doubt down there. There's a lot of belief here. I'm going, oh, my God, Golden State's going to – they're going to come down here and win this game. I there didn't, was doubt. I, I didn't think they were going to win. I was frustrated that they were, it was still a game. And all I kept thinking about was – all of those shots in the first half that if just their normal clip goes down, I'm not even asking you to go off. Yeah, but but if give you, those if, guys credit too, LZ. D- D- Golden State is like the, the top five defense this year. Like, they're dude, good. George, they were wide open shots, man. A- a- LZ, they not were all wide of them were wide open. They were not wide open shots, man. That, none of Anthony Davis's were wide open, that's yes, for sure. Yes, they were. They didn't Trayvon even bother Green checking him at the three. was on him they, like wide on right. They didn't even bother checking him at the three at one point. Did you not well, see on that? Well, the three, I'm talking about all those <laughs> mid-range shots he took. Man, listen. They had wide open shots that didn't fall. KCP had a Man, lot of wide open do shots. That. Don't disrespect Golden State like that. They played I'm not a good disres- game. No, I'm not saying they You're didn't play a good game. You're being disrespectful. No, I'm being honest. They were wide open shots they were missing. In fact, if you remember the report in the second half, Rachel Nichols literally said to them that they were chill because they knew they were getting wide open shots. That was her report. And, but my eyeballs saw it too. They had wide open shots. Yes, absolutely. Golden State played a fantastic defensive game. It was very difficult to score in the paint, but it wasn't difficult to get an open shot on the but outside. But they're not good at shooting open. They're not good at shooting. Like, they're the 25th mo- team as far as made three-pointers this season. They're not a good shooting team. They but, gave them those shots. So when I say they were missing wide open shots, why are you arguing with me? No, I'm arguing with you because they're not all <laughs> wide open. Like, I hate that. Dis- that just seems dismissive of what the other team does. No. That's not what happened. I, I spent the they entire gave first them part. Looks, they gave I them looks spent three the entire short. first part talking about how Draymond Green had that pick and roll figured out and why didn't they adjust. So I acknowledged the defense that they were playing, especially on the internal side. But externally, they were missing wide open shots, George. Everybody I, saw it. There's I, I a would... reason why Rachel Nichols had their report. I, I understand. But what I'm telling you is when you say sweepingly, okay, oh, they were wide open shots. Like it makes it seem like they were all, like the Lakers were all un- basically, all, I mean, I'm not being hyperbolic, but it makes it seem like everything almost, almost everything was uncontested. Callers, call in. Were they missing was, wide open shots? Was not the, of course, what do you think? The callers, the Laker fans are going to agree with me on this one? Get out of here. But my point is, my, my point is they gave them those shots because they're not good at them. They're not. The numbers don't lie over 72 games. They you weren't good what? at them last year either, for that matter. All right. 
Hey, I just watched uh, again here. I've got the game on in, in my office, and it's the fourth quarter, and there's two and change to go. When Caruso had that Paul George moment, when he hit the side of the oh, backboard. Oh, he did Paul yep. George it. Yep. Now, that that became uh, part of the group chat last Woo! night. That, it, that was – well, that, that – oof. I mean, that was one of those moments where it was – when it was teetering, there was like, ooh – if they lose this one, you're going to remember that one. Like all those Alex Caruso five for five in the first half, you're going to forget about all no, that. He was, what was he, one for seven in the second half? Yeah, exactly. You were going to forget about that five for five quick if that was the lasting memory. You know, it's amazing when LeBron got hacked uh, by Draymond. Which time? Uh, well, the, the one where, <laughs> you know, where his eye gets hit and, and he's down on the ground. Oh, wait, we're supposed just, to rap. Oh, okay. And it's just interesting <laughs> how everybody's around him. Like nobody's Sorry, like, Greg. Yeah, nobody's like. He's really hurt. Everybody's like, okay, we just we got what you got going on here. We got, yeah. we're good. All right, listen, we'll continue this discussion. Plus, I actually have news. News on the Lakers and LeBron specifically. And this is not a joke. Like, I'm, we're not doing the silly, goofy thing where we're telling you something that we don't actually have. No, no. You're I, reporting I, something. I, well, I, it's not my report, but it was a report that was on the jump today that for whatever reason, nobody on this radio station is talking about, but I was on the jump today, and it was from Mark Spears, um, who has – Plenty of sources within the Lakers. So we'll have that for you coming up. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Second. (laughs) Oh, damn. (laughs) That part. The mirror has two faces, Chris Morales. Oh! The mirror has two faces. Mm -hmm. There you go. See, my question about group chats was just about etiquette. Like, how much should you get in if you know that, you know, you're, you're watching a game and everybody's talking at the same time, then all of a sudden your phone is just going absolutely crazy, blowing up, and then, I mean, is there an etiquette for a group chat? Is, like, I try and stay kind of out of it a little bit, honestly. You know, like, I feel like Greg is the provocateur. George likes to go in. LZ will come a little bit in. He'll come in and out, you know. And me, I try and be, like, in the background. Morales likes to stir it up. No, Laura will come in. I don't know. There's got to be some kind of etiquette, I think. I'm not sure. I'd like to know from Sedano, when did it come to the point where when you see my name come across the group chat that you get annoyed? No, it's not annoyed. It's just fun. See, I don't want you to think that it's that. It's just funny. <laughs> I like, mean, it is. Me. It's a little bit. Oh, no. It's never annoyed. <laughs> see, this is the problem with you. You always take a negative defensive connotation to everything. That's not what's happening here. We're just simply telling you. It's it's just like we know that you're so into these things, whether it's the Dodgers or the Lakers, that you 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 you're there. Like you're you're there. You're there. And you want everyone to be there with you. And we're there, but we're not all exactly there at the exact same time. <laughs> I mean, like we're we're watching a Laker playoff game. LZ, you're into the Laker playoff game. I'm just 
dropping in little things that I think like, oh man, AD is playing like garbage. And you say, yes, he is. Or that you say, George, you say, that's the key. That was the key that I had yesterday. I don't see that being an issue. No okay, well, you should probably work issue. this out in therapy. I want to say something. You know, as bad as AD may have been I'm, in the first... <laughs> this is like, see? You take everything I say so seriously. No, no one Who? is saying... Who? I mean, you clearly are getting bent out of shape about no, it, though. Like, no one... Listen to our no. tone versus yours. Yeah, I mean, work it out. Really? It's okay. It's all right. You got to give AD credit, though, especially defensively at the end of the game, can we? I mean, there's that point where uh, LeBron hits the big three, crazy three, and then Curry comes down to the other end, and he's trying to get a shot off, but AD's defending Curry at the top and blocking his shot, and Curry's getting the ball back, and he's still trying to get one off, and he can't. And then at the very end of the game, everybody on the planet knows that there's only one option for Golden State, and that's to get Curry the ball. And AD, once again, with a huge defensive play at the end of the game. So as bad as it was in the first half, he really turned it around offensively and defensively in the second half. He did, and you know there were a few reasons for that. You know, number one is that they got him involved in pick and roll situations where Draymond would be forced to switch off of him. He got some really easy points. He got some points when Draymond took a took a breath. I believe it was Jeff Van Gundy who says you got to keep Draymond's minutes with AD, recognizing that AD was starting to cook once Draymond got to the bench. But I also feel like AD just knew he wasn't playing well and just decided to play better. And I know that sounds really simple. Um, but when you're that caliber of a player, it kind of is, you know, where you get to sit back, take a breath and just go, all right, you're better than this. And then go out there and prove it. It also helped that those young fellows started running their mouths. Like they had won a championship. That certainly helped. I was like, I can't believe y'all out there talking smack on this floor in the first half, but that's youth. <laughs> that's youth. <laughs> I was like, man, I, Oh no! I, I, I mean, are you worried? I, I mean, listen. Look, okay, so let me explain to you why I think you, we, you know, people here need to be a little worried. Okay, Mark Spears today on the jump, while I'm sitting right next to him, said out loud into a microphone and a camera in front of people watching on television. Okay, that his sources are telling him LeBron's playing on one leg, like, and that is not ideal. Like he, Mark suggested that it was maybe hinted that, man, you know, and this is his opinion based on the way it was described to him. Like, I, I don't know. Like, if they win game one, I mean, maybe they should consider sitting LeBron because he may need that kind of rest. And if that's what we're talking about here, that, that remember, he tweaked it at the end of that last game. Remember that. And everyone kind of just, like, poo-pooed it, and everyone said, including the Lakers, were like, ah, it's no big deal. He's fine. He's good to go. Like... That this thing is, getting tweaked again, I don't think is an insignificant thing. This is what I witnessed, and you guys can tell me what you saw. But what I saw was someone a little hesitant to spin certain directions. That's what I saw. And that's an and, ankle. And that's the ankle. Right. Um, the move that he tweaked his ankle on is the move that he's really kind of been developing these last few seasons and really has showcased since he's become a Laker. And that's that hard push with the right side, and then he spins in the opposite direction. Like, he, he uses that move quite a bit. Um, I don't think we're going to see that move against Phoenix. Call me call me crazy, but I don't think he's going to want to put that kind of stress on his ankles, particularly early, until he's confident with it. Because he did that move in the last game, and that's actually what sort of set up the retweak, putting that kind of torque on it. So I think he's – I don't know about the one-leg thing unless he's saying – 
one leg in the sense that he won't be making certain moves opposite side with that ankle because he's trying to protect it. But I still saw bounce. He's still running hard. It's just I don't think he's going to want to torque in those certain directions for fear he may tweak the ankle more. Yeah, you know, this report, George, about um, him playing on one leg. Okay, let's start off with, yeah, I mean, one leg has been hurt for a long time. And when he came back, it only lasted for a game and a half, and then he needed to take more time off. But I got to say, um, to the naked eye on television, I don't see it. You know, what? LZ, maybe what you you're didn't think about? LeBron looked di- didn't look rusty or whatever um, you want to call it in the first half. I mean, I, well, listen, he didn't look good. We talked about AD not looking good. I brought up how Schroeder did not look good. Yeah, there were there were three players in particular in the starting five that looked really really bad. However, you know, it's kind of an old adage. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. These guys, they put it out there, and and I didn't see again naked eye here. I didn't see something where I went. You know what? I can tell. LeBron, something's just not right. I can tell. I can see it just by looking at him. On television, again, I'm sitting here. I, I don't see. I see a guy that's, that's told us he's ready to go anywhere, anytime against anybody, and I'm taking him at his word. So this report that he's playing on one – listen, he may be playing with one eye right now, you know? I, I would love I to I actually know. am more concerned about the eye cap than I am about the ankle. Yeah, I mean, who knows if it's scratched or if it's – Because I was looking at it. It looked lazy. During the press conference at the end of the game. And during yeah. the interview with Rachel. Yeah. 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 I'm looking. I'm like going, she over here, dog. What you, what you, what you, what you looking at? Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, what do you guys think Curry said to LeBron? Did you see that when when, Curry, when he was contesting the shot? Yeah, yeah. You oh, is that see, what he was doing? He, you, well, you know, he was way out of position, obviously. <laughs> right. You know what right. I mean? He, he, was he looking at the clock, or was he trying to figure out where the player was? I don't know, man, but he said something to LeBron and put his hand <laughs> Well, in it was a broken chest. play, so yeah. there was that. I would love to know what Curry said to him, because then LeBron looked at him, and you could see LeBron was saying something like, dude, I can't even see. So, right. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, and then LeBron's whole thing after the game of, I saw three baskets, I shot at the middle one. I don't know if that's true or false, but it's pretty clever. Man, you know? how poetic, though, to have those two battle it out like that. You know, that was our NCAA tournament with those two. That was our single-game elimination, game seven all over again between those two. And to have Curry in the first half with a ridiculous three, only to be topped by LeBron's ridiculous three, is, was just so poetic. And I'm really, really hopeful that – if no, and for no other reason than the eighth seed, that the league actually considers doing this again. I know this was done to accommodate for the lack of 10 games when he plays 72, got that. But there was some real gold there. No and, question. And, and I don't know if it was just gold because both the Warriors and the Lakers just happened to be in this ridiculous spot, and next season we may end up with New Orleans and, like, I don't know, Memphis again right. or something like that, mm-hmm. something no one really would care about. Right. But – for this one magical moment, I felt the exact same way about the All-Star game last year that they played tribute to Kobe. It's like these two moments, adapting within the pandemic, has brought out some gems from Adam Silver's team and the NBA. You are so right, LZ, that yes, we understand why this plan was created. This is to accommodate television partners and to give them more content. That's okay. All right. And and maybe we won't have this kind of matchup in the future, which makes it a lot less interesting. But consider this. Last night, this game averaged nearly six million viewers, averaged nearly six million viewers. 
you got to remember, this game started at 7 o'clock and it was nationally televised by ESPN. That means that when the game was ending last night and we were all on a group chat, people were sleeping in New York and Philly and Miami and Atlanta. You know, this was this had a monster audience and it was the West Coast that was watching. We may not get this delicious of a matchup in the future, but these extra games have made the end of the season more exciting. And by the way, when LeBron said whoever came up with this should get fired, that person sitting in his or her office somewhere going, yo, um, actually, I think I should get a raise because this thing just worked out way better than anybody expected. Oh, he won in a huge way, and he knows it, and so did the league, and everybody won yesterday, to your point. Um, all right, coming up next, overrated, underrated, properly rated. We'll get to that coming up in three minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Thank you, Chris. All right, so LZ, we'll start with you today. Don Cheadle is going to be in a new TV show, and it's not a Marvel property. The Wonder Years is coming back to ABC, and Don Cheadle is the voiceover, just like Fred Savage was for the original. Is this overrated, underrated, or properly rated? This is properly rated because Don Cheadle. Cap? Overrated because of the Wonder Years. You don't like the Wonder Years? Oh, no, I do. I like the Wonder Years. It was fine. Um, but you know, it's like, really, they need to bring that back. I mean, come on. I I don't love a reboot. I mean, it's rare that I love a reboot. So, um, but Don Cheadle, you got me at least sold in that regard. So I will say properly rated on that. What's next, Greg? All right. Uh, Sedano, Hugh Jackman has given his recommendation for the next Wolverine. Properly rated. Uh (laughs) Tom Hardy is his choice. So would Tom Hardy be overrated, underrated, or properly rated as Wolverine? Uh, Tom Hardy's pretty big dude. Um, Don't mess this up. What do you mean, don't mess this up? Oh, sorry. I thought it kept that in my head. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. So, like, I'm trying to think of the roles, like, he's played. I remember him in Inception, right? Um, he was in Dun- he's been in a lot of Nolan movies, right? Dunkirk too. So and Down the Revenant, too, wasn't he? Um, Venom. Dark Knight Rises, right? Like so, yeah, he's Bane. Um, yeah, I-, I could see that. I mean, he's got the right build, um, you know. And I feel like he understands the comic book genre, having you know been in the the Dark Knight movies. So I will say, uh, I'll say properly rated. Once again, I'll just throw out overrated. Um, I understand your perspective on this, George, looking for roles that he may have played that would maybe make him Wolverine. He could fill in for Hugh Jackman, but um, I'll see it. And, uh, well, or let me rephrase it. I'll, I'll have him make it, then I'll maybe see it, and then I'll be able to give you a better answer. But for right now, I'll just go overrated because I don't think it's a really big deal. LZ? Oh, I yelled it in the microphone right at the gate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reasons? No? Okay, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, listen. Of course Tom Hardy's a great choice. He's a brilliant actor. He can do anything. He physically changes himself very much in a way that, you know, all the great actors do, whether it's Anthony Hopkins or, you know, Viola Davis or, or Denzel, 
who goes up and down in weights depending upon the role, that's Tom Hardy. In addition to the fact that if you're handpicked by, by Wolverine himself, then who the hell am I going to argue? Wolverine said it, so it is. It is said. Uh, he said it, and it shall be done. All right, next. All right, Cap. According to unsealed documents, Zion Williamson and his family received payments from a former Adidas exec that would have made him ineligible at Duke. This happens all the time and goes largely unnoticed. So I'm, I'm going to ask you, are these stories, the stories themselves, coming out years later, are they overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Well, they're underrated because these stories coming out after the fact, it just it, it's terrible that they come out so far after the fact because there's nothing that anybody can do this far past. And I always think of Reggie Bush. You know, I, I just always feel like Reggie Bush took one for everybody. You know, yeah, okay, you know, he was a big star and there was nobody giving him anything as he was selling tickets and jerseys and TV ratings. And, um, you know, he got punished for it. SC got punished for it. Um, it just, it was a bad deal. Um, it happens all the time. Yeah, okay, maybe it does. But um, to, to tell me about it long after the fact and there's no repercussions, I'm just going to go underrated. I'm going to say overrated for a lot of the reasons that you, that you listed, uh, mostly because what ends up happening is the, the kids who are left behind who had nothing to do with this, generally speaking, end up dealing with this. Uh, more times than not. I don't know if that'll be the case in this situation. Um, I also think, you know, like what, what I, I understand that a journalist has a job to do in this situation. And if they find this stuff, like, so be it. But you didn't, it didn't, I mean, and maybe they were working on it from when he was there because he wasn't there that long ago. But I, I just feel like it coming on after the fact isn't really going to do anything but hurt people that are, were probably not associated with the event. Um, I couldn't disagree with both of you more. Okay. Um, this is a very important story for a variety of perspectives. Number one, it helps to demystify this notion that Duke does it right. That all oh, but who Coach believes K- that still? But, no, 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 no. There are people who believe that, and they are on our air, and they sometimes will speak in those terms still. Coach K does it the right way and blah, 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 when blah. When he started blah. getting one and ones, we all knew while that While vilifying <laughs> other coaches who have already transitioned to what we're talking about here. So yeah. that's one. Okay. Demystifying the whole Duke is doing it the right way and everyone else is still trying to cheat. Mm-hmm. Get rid of that. But number two, in terms of punishing the university, yes. It is unfortunate that the new kids coming in have to bear the brunt of what the past kids may or may not have done. But in terms of moving the overall conversation, the overall needle, which is these kids should be compensated, this is perfect. You guys all love Zion. He blew out his shoe and he came back anyway. You were talking, heaping his praises about how much he loves the game and blah, 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 while propping up this faulty-ass system that you know is not fair. So now you've just found out that, yep, even your beloved Zion knew the jig and took advantage of the situation as he should have. Now let's fix this crap and stop holding up these false narratives about these Pollyanne schools and these kids who do it the right way because they don't take money. Stop all that. Stop making these false narratives. Pay these kids what they deserve. Hey, by the way, you said it was an Adidas thing, right, Greg? Nike exec. Oh, Adidas. Okay, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Adidas. Adidas. Okay, Adidas. But when he blew out his shoe, wasn't he wearing a Nike when he was at Duke? I mean, I'm like 99.9% sure that when he blew out his shoe, it was a Nike. And we're I talking it was a big about, baller. 
No? I don't know if it was Big Baller. Oh, okay. That was Lonzo. Mm. Although, you know, those could have been, you know, not as well made as, at the same time, I guess. But the point is, I think he blew out a Nike, and yet we're talking yeah. about an Adidas <laughs> rep that paid him. Hmm. All right, one more, Greg. All right, let's uh, just do it easy. We'll do some birthdays to finish this up. Uh, let's go with Sedano first. Share, uh, Busta Rhymes, and Israel Kamakam. That was good. I had it all what? planned out. Ooh, Israel is it's Israel. He sings over the rainbow. I I was gonna say his name correctly and be like, yeah, I said oh, it right. sings over and the rainbow. What are you talking about? Israel Kamakawiwa we ole. Yeah, that's close right. enough. No. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> it's, it's I tried. Well, just, why, don't just why don't you get a different birthday? All right, different birthday. Timothy yeah. Timothy Oliphant. Cher, Busta Rhymes, Timothy Oliphant. Oh, Cher. Hmm. Hmm. LZ, you want to go? Oh, I thought you were going to go. He said you, didn't he? Well, you no, were I, like, I, oh, I said, oh, you said me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, oh. you were like, oh, Cher. And I was like, oh, do you need a day? I know what you, you were going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I did say Sedano first. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying LZ first. My bad. Because he um, said share. I'm going to kick your ass when I see you next time, George. <laughs> I mean, perhaps, maybe. I don't know. Oh, share. Must be for LZ. Subjective. <laughs> yes. So Timothy Oliphant and share and who else? Buster Rhymes. Ooh. Man, listen, I love Buster Rhymes. Okay? I love Buster Rhymes. I do. But did you watch him two years ago at that New Year's? Did you see him, LZ? No. I don't recall it. Go f- Google the video of Busta Rhymes doing New Year's. I don't remember what channel it was on. Oh, I don't watch those shows. Man, it, it was, I don't know if it was ABC or NBC or Fox or one of the- Come on, man. That's like George, like, that's like judging Patrick Ewing in the Orlando Magic. I know, years. but it's just the lasting memory. Now, Busta Rhymes at his peak was incredible. <sighs> man. Wow, this is really, really... You like him that much as an actor? Timothy Oliphant? Yeah. I mean, he's good. I, like, I don't think of Buster Rhymes as like in my top upper echelon of rappers either, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they're in true, a similar category true. as far as actor slash rapper, you know? Hey, Cap, what group with Buster Rhymes in? Uh, Buster Rhymes in Busta. Buster Rhymes. Figured as much. Keep yeah. going, George. What? There's a group? Sorry, we've already moved on. All Go right. ahead, George. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say, uh, well, Cher is probably ready because she deserves all the flowers that she gets. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's that. Um, I'm going to say Oliphant is is slightly overrated, I guess. Um, and I'll, I'll say Buster just because the sound initially, okay, um, kind of like when we were talking about DMX a while back, obviously mm-hmm. different sounds, right? Like, the sound initially, when you first heard Busta Rhymes, you're like, whoa, what the hell is that, right? Uh, Missy yep. Elliott kind of has some of that in her, too, where you heard her the first time, you're like, good God, who is that? So I- I'll give Busta Rhymes an underrated because of just the initial, you know, foray into the business and the mainstream. So I- I'll go that route. What group was Busta Rhymes in? Leaders of the New School. Come on, dog. Nobody knows that. That's not true. Come on. That is, that not, is not common true. knowledge, LZ. That is not true. Come on. Leaders of the new school. I mean, they that were only like, they knowledge. were like a group for like 10 years. That is not common knowledge. No way. That's I not like it was like they were like, act. you know. He's a it, solo act, LZ. You know. 
No, he went solo. Like Phil Collins went solo. He right. went solo. He right, went right, exactly. Solo. Just like I, Phil Collins. Did. I feel like I learned about Busta when he was solo. I never learned about okay, Busta. Okay, and he that's was, fair. When he was, I was a follower of the new school, but I guess he was a leader of the new school. Yeah. I yeah. got, um, I got Busta overrated, just in terms of rappers all time. And I know that there's some people that have him like in their all time greatest fifty rapper types. Um, I don't. I am at fifty one. Just by the way, if anybody cares, um, I've got who's forty nine. Oh, LZ, the list is just too long. You don't want to do this right now. That's I've got Jared underrated, just by the way. <laughs> I've got Jared underrated. Hey, I was in the grocery store the other day, and I'm standing there at the, uh, the counter to pay, and there's, I don't know, some magazine that's got Cher on the cover, and it says she's 75, and I'm like, no way. Like, Cher still looks like Cher from 30, 40 years ago. Amazing. So I got Cher as underrated, and I got Tim Oliphant as properly rated. That's what I got. All righty. Did you guys ever see Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix? I did not. What is no? that? Well, it was a show that Oliphant was in. That was really, oh, okay. Really nice. I, you know what? You actually made me think of something that I want to get into on the other side. But we will, um, we will get back to this LeBron news, okay, that Mark Spears has. Uh, not great. We'll touch on that. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Coming up. Did you just say you were about to give someone you could give them your Amex? Like you'd go that far? Like your Amex? If they fine enough? I mean, that one you got to pay back within thirty days, bro. You you know. I mean, well, they're not gonna be around past thirty days, so it works out. Okay, well, that's fair then. I guess. If they fine enough. They fine enough. <laughs> By the way, LZ. Speaking of mm-hmm. which, all jokes aside, happy anniversary. I uh, thank you, fine sir. Yeah, thank I you. saw that on Instagram. That's very nice. It was a long and hard journey. Yeah, God, man. <laughs> Mary It was a cold and winter night. Now it, it's kind of funny because we were trying to remember what year we were on, and it was Isaiah who was like going, "You guys got married in 2016. I graduated from high school in 2015." Blah 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 blah. Because we actually <laughs> we couldn't remember what year it was on because we've been together for like you know 12 years or whatever it is. But the country, you know, obviously wouldn't let us marry. You know, right. way back when, so we had yeah. to wait until. The straight people got their stuff together, and yeah. then we got married. But yeah, here we are. I'm glad we let you get married. The straight people that needed to get their stuff together. Really, yeah. it wasn't the straight I'm, people. It was all the wackos that think that they can tell everybody else how to live. You know what I mean? Um, you can't smoke weed. You can't marry somebody of the same sex. Blah blah blah. So it wasn't just purely straight people. I just want to speak on behalf of the straight people that are normal and don't really care what everybody does in their personal <laughs> life. Like, do your thing, brother. You know what I'm saying? It's funny you say that, though. You didn't realize it was your anniversary, LZ. Talked to my buddy today, my college roommate, and he tells me that today is his 26th wedding anniversary. And I'm like, what's today's date? Like, I acted like I didn't know what the date was because I wanted to make it seem like I didn't know that it was their anniversary. I was the best man in the wedding. I don't know what day it is today. I don't know the date. I didn't know it was 26 years. I felt like such a schmuck. So happy anniversary to you and to everybody that's celebrating. Thank you, sir. You are. Yeah. Um, there, anybody no. else celebrate my anniversary? I, I mean, I, I <laughs> happy anniversary. 
Hey, felicidades. There you go. Now it's punctuated. Now it's definitely punctuated. Now, this is not Juan Carlos's anniversary, Jorge. No, no, no. It's LZ Granders. It's LZ's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Felicidades, regardless. There you go. Yeah, move on. There we go. So, anyhow. Um, so what is the level of concern now that we know, you know, again, according to Mark Spears, who was on the jump today, saying that, you know, LeBron's playing on one leg, according to his sources with the Lakers, and that, you know, again, this was Mark's position on the show. Mark's position on the show was, yo, maybe uh, maybe they should cons- – if they win a game, if they win the first one against Phoenix, maybe they should give them a day off. Like, I, look, it's been a minute since I've seen dudes take a day off in the playoffs. Now, I've seen it. As a matter of fact, I saw it on a LeBron team uh, with Dwayne Wade one time, but against Milwaukee. And I remember, <laughs> who was the dude? Oh, remember Monte Ellis? Oh, That's course. what Monte Ellis said they were going to beat LeBron. It was out of Mississippi or something like that. Yeah, he, he said they were going to win the series in six, Milwaukee back then, um, against LeBron and those dudes. <laughs> but um, here's, here's the thing, though, about you know Spears' comments. Um, why not just sweep them so you can rest? Because if you if you win game one and then LeBron doesn't play and then you lose game two, now you're looking at maybe a five-game series, maybe a six-game series. Why not sweep them, play four games, and then just rest until the next series? Well, um, ideally, you if you could say, yeah, for sure, we're going to sweep them, then yeah. But, um, you know, you just never know when Devin Booker all of a sudden turns himself into Steph Curry and, well, you know, Steph Phoenix... just lost. Say it again? Steph just lost. So go yeah. ahead. Change yourself into Steph Curry. We'll beat you too. No, here, here's the thing, Cap. You're right. You can't decide to sweep someone. But if you set LeBron, LeBron James down in game two, you've decided that you're not going to try to sweep him. That's, that's a conscious right. choice. Yeah, that's right. That that's that's pretty much saying, look, we're going to go with what we've got. And by the way, what we had was good enough to beat Phoenix in the last week of the regular season without LeBron. Um, so I, I just feel this way: the Spears report that he's playing on one leg. If you didn't tell me that, I would already have that opinion that we don't know for sure that he's going to be able to get all the way to the championship and maybe have to be taxed along the way, go deeper into series, et cetera. I don't know for sure that he's going to be able to hold up. I, I don't, that was, that's obviously everybody's biggest question mark going into the playoffs. Can LeBron's ankle hold up, given the injury, the time away, the comeback, the leave early, the, the tweak at the end of the season? Can his ankle hold up? That's the biggest concern going. Yeah, it, it really is. It, it, it is now on the, at the forefront. I don't think there's any question. Is when at the forefront that his his status uh, of his ankle is the big question almost on a daily, which is going to annoy him for sure. Like because he's going to get asked about it a lot. I'm sure they I'm sure they probably will, but you know, I personally did not see his ankle stop him from getting where he wanted to go. Now I did see the defense make finishing around the rim very very difficult for him. But I saw him getting to the rim when he wanted to get to the rim. I also saw someone who was looking to get several big-time dunk attempts that were broken up, but he was more than willing to get up in the air to catch them oops. So I'm not saying he's 100% healthy, 
But I don't believe, based upon his performance last night, that he's at the point where considering resting him during the first round against a very good Suns team, I don't see that level of injury. I mean, okay. I mean, again. Because no one's healthy. No one's 100%. But you can't – do you think they can win a title if he's playing? Like, if he gives you semblances of what we saw in the first half? Or – well, no, of course not. Right. No, but so that's my concern. But if AD plays like the second half, you won't notice too much of LeBron if he plays like the first half. See, what happened last night was a true. I was trying to find a word that wasn't a curse word, and I had to go through several different words because it was so awful in that first half. But it was an anomaly in the sense that I hadn't seen, as I said at the beginning of the show, those two players, AD. Does he do it? He was he was really just starting to warm up too, you know. Yeah. I haven't seen those two players, AD, like he was just starting to heat up, which is good. Which is right. Good. You know what? We'll let LZ finish on the other side because if you're not, if you're just tuning in, uh, Mark Spears in the jump today told us that um, he's talked to people on the Lakers and there is concern that he's playing on one leg and uh, that that's not good. Clearly, see for, that last o- night. for for obvious reasons. So. Uh, we'll get into that a little further on the other side at 877-710-ESPN. Your thoughts and how, how concerning that is to you, 877-710-3776. Uh, plus, it is a national day today that I think we can all relate to. 